malted milk ball. Ugh. I don't know who made those, but that is just not a good candy. Uh, I hold just on, don't like hold on. That. Don't the whoppers were always last. Don't don't chew them. What do you what are you supposed to do? Suck them. You may fire when ready. What exactly is it that they do? Welcome to the podcast to give you a fresh perspective on movies, comics, and pop culture. We aren't afraid to give you an honest take and won't pull any punches. This is Films in Black and White. Welcome yeah. to Films in Black and White, everybody. Welcome to the party. Why are we all doing this white man shimmy? <laughs> what is it? <laughs> when when Thriller comes on, us white people were like, there's no way we can dance Absolutely. well to this. No, so we anybody. appropriately shimmy so other people who know what to do can go do their thing. No, uh, no. I yeah. think it, Thriller is for everyone. It is for everybody. <laughs> I, fun fact, once learned the dance moves to Thriller. Really? Um, in, I did see that video. Yeah, in college, Brian, I did it for Sky Lip Sync. I learned the lyrics to, right. to Thriller. That's came right. out to the Undertaker <laughs> theme song. Oh came gosh. out from a coffin to dance to Thriller. That was fun. Um, things you do in college. Things you yeah. Do. I mean, it could be worse, but it's, yeah. There sure. are so many. There are so many worse yeah. things that I could, could have be been worse. doing. Um, probably was. Um, How's everybody feeling? I hope you all are happy to be here. Happy Halloween to everybody. Um, it is a big day tomorrow. We are thrilled to be with you. We have a scary movie, um, and it's scary for um, a couple of multiple reasons. reasons. A couple of reasons, the reasons why it might be. be not what you yeah. expect. Um, so we're gonna yeah. dive into M Night Shyamalan's The Happening, um, starring Marky Mark and Zoe Deschanel. Um, we're also going to play some catch that quotable, and then we have a smidgen piece of news that we're going to get into this week. Um, and so we're super excited. You all are joining us. This is a quick reminder that if you're looking to support the podcast, recommending us to a friend or leaving us yes. a review is the best way to do that. But in order to get everybody fully welcomed and introduced, I need to kick it on over to Marcus. What huh? the fuck is happening? <laughs> Destin Marcus. How you feeling? Who wrote that? Uh, what's up y'all? I don't know. That's it. Listen, it's, it's, a, it's, it's Sunday. Today is my sister's birthday. So shout out to Mia. Um, Happy birthday. You, Shaw. She's 16 today. Um, but big day. It is mm -hmm. yeah, it big is, day. Is, is turning 16 still like the, uh, hype that it used to be i mean i think so i mean you can drive like you can literally drive away from your parents yeah that's like, i would of, assume that, that to mm. me will always be the biggest event when you can finally commute and i also say mm. that because now that i am a parent man if one of them could just take themselves places for things <laughs> like <laughs> that i don't want to wish time away but man, right. that would be kind of nice. Like, hey, yeah. Harper wants to go to the park. Great. Your brother will take you. Like, what do you need right. from me? Like that yeah. in the car. Yeah. That 16 is that's that's a big one. Yeah. That's so, a big I mean, one. I guess I'm it's just it's so interesting. I don't, you know, they used to, we used to get the sweet 16 TV shows. Oh and you get to yeah. see how big people did it during that time. But I that's... just don't know if the hype was the same. But anyway, I'm good. I'm ready to pot. It's a it's a Sunday for those breaking the movie magic. Ooh. So it's a different day for us. But, you know, it's a great day. Different time, different place. But that's different OK. Time, different place. Uh, awesome. Well, thanks for the thanks for the love, Marcus. Uh, 
let's also make sure that we touch base with Werewolf by Brian, Brian Roush. Hi, oh, he changed it. He changed I it. I did. Uh, hello. Yeah, I changed my my name for the live feed. I just scary Brian. It just it felt lazy. I just wanted to I just wanted to try a little bit here. Uh, so thanks for everybody joining the live cast. Uh, if, if you can follow us on Films in Black and White uh, on Facebook, leave us a review on Apple or join our Patreon. The reason we're talking about the happening tonight is because our Patreon members who donate to us every month, that is the movie they wanted us to talk about. So if you're like, why are y'all talking about this? Talk about a better movie. Join our Patreon. Recommend a better movie. That's true. Uh, let's let's you know let's get out of the happening and Mark Wahlberg and. Oh, we'll get there. But uh, but no, we it was a quintessential fall weekend for the Roush household. We went to a farm. We got pumpkins. There was a tractor ride, a corn maze. Um, so we, we did them. We just painted pumpkins. I should say my wife guided the pumpkin making. I held the baby so the baby nice. didn't get in the paint. So Smart. that was my contribution. Uh, yeah. Had great so, contributions too. You know, just trying here. So tomorrow's the big day. Obviously, if you're listening uh, to the podcast on Wednesday when this comes out, Halloween's already happened. But uh, but yeah, so we're we're good. We're ready. We're set. And uh, I'm I'm happy to be here. So so Doug, I mean, round us out here. How you doing, man? Uh, I'm doing great. I just realized that this is going to be one of those cir- circumstances where we're going to talk about a holiday that's coming up. <laughs> Only for us to promptly tell that holiday to go fuck itself wow. when this what, podcast what, what comes out. What could you mean, Doug? Oh, what could you? What oh, holiday oh, are you referring what, to? What could I mean? Well, November first will be here, which means yeah. it'll promptly be December twenty fifth, and yes. everybody can just be thinking <laughs> yes. about Christmas. So, yes. yeah, yes. that's no, uh, Bob Humbug, man. Like, come yeah, on, dude, that's man. Look, it's a season. It who it, nobody wants. It to, is what, no? a holiday. What are you supposed to do for what are you supposed to do for Thanksgiving? Like there's nothing there for that. Like there's nothing. Hallmark movies are based in Christmas, not well. Well, I think it is important and an important habit to be thankful for all the things that you have. But if the two of you would like to just skip on past it, be my guest. I gather with look, friends and family. All I'm saying, man, all I'm saying is that you can enjoy, look, there's a lot of work that goes into Yule to, to, to Christmas to a lot of the December holidays. There's yeah. a lot of decorating. I Doug, I have a family. I just want to get the decorations up and just be done. Like that's just that's where I'm coming from. So um, thanks, Roman. Roman uh thanks. one of our Patreon members here on the live chat. <laughs> you he's saying preach, Doug. Uh I'm glad you have a buddy. I'm glad you have a support system um no but in all seriousness you're absolutely right brian it is a marathon when you have a bunch of cousins and people that you need to shop for so although i understand it i may also be curmudgeon about it but how am i doing uh beyond that uh great i've had a cold all week so if i sound uh, a little bit nasally that would be the reason why um but it's the big day also and it's britney's birthday tomorrow so we spent oh, today oh my. uh getting Happy ready we, yeah, Happy but we birthday. we spent the day getting ready for Marilyn um, Monroe. Monroe. oh god mr president <laughs> How do we get Marcus to sing to Joe Biden for his birthday? Oh, oh, somebody find his birthday right now. Someone get Kamala on the phone. Uh, Kamala, give us his phone number. We will gladly call him on air. We did it. Um, But um, I made a cake today. 
uh, birthday, okay. which is fun. So I did that. Oh, my, what kind of cake was it? It is a pumpkin spice cake with a, a, a browned butter cream frosting. Mm. Um, so I made that with no help. Wow. From my wife, by the well, a little bit of help from my wife, but okay. mostly no help from my That's wife. Um, and so Are yeah. you a big baker or more just a, or more cook? I know you cook. I'm, which one do you fancy? Yourself? I'm a, this should come as no surprise. I'm a spite baker, which means that I see someone else do it and I go, it can't be that hard. And I oh. then try to. <laughs> Holy do it. Netflix, if you're listening, <laughs> what, this is a really low cost show. Let's make it spite oh. cooking with Doug yeah. and and just yeah. let's just go. Yeah. Well, Mark and I will be producers. Of, Doug can do the of, whole is thing. Is it cake? It's just, is it spite? Yeah, this, yeah. Is, it, is it spite or is it is right it with Doug Wagner? That's the yeah, way it should yeah. be. Oh, I love that. Yeah. That so, um, but yeah, so, but in all seriousness, Brittany's like favorite, like f- flavor because she's a Halloween baby is pumpkin spice. Um, I mean, I get and it. then also browned butter, anything is just yeah. delicious. So this was very much her jam. So we did that. Um, so we'll celebrate. We'll take kids out tomorrow. Um, but all in all, we got a good day. But gentlemen, right. we have so much to get into. We got the happening. Uh-huh. But Brian, we have a big announcement for those who've been following along with uh, Catch That Quotable. Also, yes. get to know that we finally, well, we it did. has taken us many days, um, but we finally have picked a charity. Brian, would you tell us about the charity we picked? Word. Yes. So uh, this is something that uh, the pod, we've been talking a lot about uh, actually since June. Uh, we've been wanting to find a nonprofit to donate uh, for women's health care and specifically reproductive care and cover it and basically a nonprofit that helps folks uh, with abortions if they need that. So uh, one of the organizations that we looked at and that we ended up deciding on is called Elevated Access. And so Elevated Access, uh, their mission, uh, they recognize that not all people have access to the health care they need. So they believe everyone deserves access to that health care, such as abortion or gender affirming care. And so they have basically what they do is they have volunteer pilot free transportation out and in state to get people to where they can uh, get the care they need uh, to, to essentially the care that they need to live. So uh, we're going to be donating one hundred dollars there uh, for elevated access. And one of the nice things is they kind of give uh, price ranges uh, for what the money goes towards. So $100 so covers fuel for a 100-mile trip one way. Uh, so okay. we've, awesome. we've covered a one-way trip for 100 miles to, to help someone get the care that they need. Love That's that. fantastic. I'm so glad to hear it. Again, you, Roman. we really could not have done this with people like without people like Roman. We couldn't have done it without people like Chris Schultens, who really helped like participate in this fun activity that we introduced into everything. So big kudos to them. Um, We have a great community here with films in black and white. So thankful for the folks who have participated and and come along this journey with us. So could not have done it without them. And these are some stand up gentlemen. So I certainly appreciate it, but you know, we also, yeah, but we also have to keep this train a rolling. Um, Luda. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Um, the horsest luda you've ever heard in your life um but we also have to play catch that quotable let's do it 
Oh, fantastic. And so nice. we do have another quote from a one Roman Myers this week. So thank you very thank much, you, Roman. Roman. Um, and so, gentlemen, are yeah. you ready for this week's edition of Catch That Quotable? Uh, aye, aye, I'm Captain. Ready. Yeah, yes. I can't hear you. <laughs> but from the bottom of Bikini Bottom, we're yeah, ready. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, here we go. Did you honestly think by all this that you could save the human traitor? Oh, I'll read it again. I know what it is. Did you honestly think by all this that you could save the human traitor? I know what this is. This okay. is mother, this is the this is the motherfucking classic, the lion, the witch, and the wardrobe. I and I really think it's the think queen. Right. I think it's the queen saying that to ask. Right. Um, oh god, what's his name? It's uh, Aslan because she's Aslan. about to sacrifice. Aslan? Yeah, okay. she's gonna sacrifice yeah. the little boy. I think yeah. on the on the table, and no. he's like, no, 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 not him. Yeah. Take says, me instead. Give, take me in. I think that's take me instead. I feel pretty yeah. confident. Right. Yeah, that's I love that movie. First, especially the first one. I love that. I mean, that yeah. series was was good, man. Oh man, yeah. Because this this is absolutely it. Tilda Swinton as the White Witch. Um, yeah, the full quote of that line again. God damn, right out of the gate. Um, wow, here the full quote is: "You know, Aslan, I am a little disappointed in you. Did you honestly think by all this that you could save the human traitor?" Um, so yeah, kudos to you. Well done. What a great series, man. That's a that's a that's a good pull because I think people have yeah. forgotten before we get these TV shows we have now, it was hard to get stuff like The Lion, the Witch, mm -hmm. and the Wardrobe. Like that that was such top quality. Um, and it just set a precedent for like what these overarching series were supposed to look like, these magical overarching, oh, like to me at least. Um well, that's that's how I felt. And I feel like Lord of the Rings like made that foundation of like fantasy, but it was yes. not, I would not say it was child friendly. You could surely mm -hmm. bring a child, but they don't know what's going on. And I mean, with Narnia though, I mean, it's it, a kid can follow it and it's, it's pretty decent. Like it's, it's yeah. good. There was a time where pretty much for Christmas, like we were watching Narnia movies, which I don't know how that becomes, it becomes Santa does kind of come at some point in the Narnia movies. Does he really? It's it's like a reference to Santa because yeah. he hands out the gifts to the kids, which is which yeah. becomes which is are, are like their weapons. Right. Which is oh, weird yeah. because the entire story of Lion the Witch in the Wardrobe was I thought based off the Bible. But I, a, I can't Aslan no. is definitely like an allegory because he I mean, dies. I mean the, the kid who Judah. the kid is basically like trying to like he's greedy, like he's he's not really a very likable kid. And she goes, well, I'm going to kill this one. And Aslan's yeah. like, well, not this one. What about me instead? So that allegory is pretty much there. This was like right when I think people forget this is right when like book to movie adaptations were yeah. becoming really, really big, especially in yeah. like the young adult world, because Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone had only come out in 2001. And this yeah. came out in 2005. So gotcha. it's a pretty big, like, you know, this is a big one. And I think it gets it's slept big, on a lot. It does get slept on a lot. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Great poll, That's Roman. Great. Yeah. Great guess, Marcus. Yeah. Um, so Marcus, you're the hot hand. We're actually going to stick with you for our P first piece of news. So, yeah. Marcus, All right, so we're, do we're doing news and then we're doing the happening review. That's right. right. Happening. Absolutely All right. So, so Marcus, there. So there. What, what do you got for our news? What's the tidbit we got to get into? 
Uh, well, I think everybody has heard at this point, right? Um, at, at this point, everybody knows that James Gunn has been tapped to co-lead DC Studios and more movie news. I'm getting this news um, directly from um, directly from Rotten Tomatoes. I'm sorry, yeah. directly from the Rotten Tomatoes. And so Warner Brothers has looking for. We have been reported on this. We have reported on this that. Oh man! Like Warner Brothers and DC, which is now the DCU. David Zasloff was looking for his own Kevin Feige. Okay. And so Mm -hmm. essentially they had asked somebody, there was a couple people in the works while Walter Hermada was basically getting put out on the curb. Um, And there were a couple people asked, there was a rumor that Kevin Feige was asked first by David Zasloff. And then we get to somebody who has had a hand in both Marvel and DC. And that is James Gunn. For those that don't know, he directed uh, Peacemaker, which was, oh, and the Suicide Squad. So Mm -hmm. he directed both of those. Yeah. Um, and so he'll be um, he'll be co-chairing with I can't see the guy's name. Yeah, it, it wasn't someone I recognized right away. No, it's it's an it off was, it's an offbeat dude. Like a Paul, it was a Paul Dono or something like that. I'll find the name and and, and I'll correct yeah. it. But he'll be he'll be co-leading this. And uh, David Zasloff said they had a ten-year plan for DC and how to make DC go back on top and how to really build that thing up. And so, kudos. I guess like, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm happy about it. I, I'm really, really excited that it's James Gunn because he has a tone that I think is a balance between a couple reports I've saw about DC said they were becoming too woke. So people that feel like things are too woke and things that can be still relatable and fun and, and comic booky at the same time. I think James Gunn is good at that. Peter Safran is the other Peter guy Safran. who who's yes. responsible. And he was, so they got somebody who has that like, the Suicide Squad, Guardians of the Galaxy, who has some like team up successes. Okay. And then Peter Safran has been the producer for Aquaman and Shazam. Um, and so he was sort of like, it's sort of like blending both worlds a little bit. I like it a lot. I, I mean, like, I, I like it. it. Yeah. He this can is, be naughty. It's, it's, it, it feels, you know, DC, I mean, um, Disney kind of keeps James Gunn in a box because they have a certain standard that they set. But I feel like DC is the perfect realm for movies like Black Adam and that offbeat movies like Suicide Squad can walk the line together. Yeah, for sure. And I think the other thing that's really positive about this is that, like, you know, as this first, this was like the first domino that needed to come down. And now we're starting to see some other ones like Henry Cavill is after season three of The Witcher (laughs) taking a step back from The Witcher. which He's really going to be spending a lot more time um doing the superman stuff which is awesome um and so i think if you're a dc fan you get to kind of like you kind of get to like like light your cigar a little bit and you get to go like oh I thank would. god we were finally waiting for something like this to happen so um i just i'm happy for my friend marcus because i know that it's been hard <laughs> for him for a thank while you. it has been hard out here for a pimp but <laughs> superman is back and the hierarchy yeah. has shifted once again back into the boy wonder himself yeah, I mean, I just talk about I mean, just talk about getting the top talent from the opposing team. I I, I mean, I feel like this yeah. is this is exactly what DC needed to do. Uh, there were reports that Kevin Feige was offered this role, which I fully believe. And he turned it down. That's what the reports say. We'll, we'll see if those ever pan out. But I, I mean, like there's just James Gunn is somebody that understands character. And I'm not always going to say that everything he does is a home run, but I mean, you look at Peacemaker, you look at the Suicide Squad and the Guardians of the Galaxy. Scooby-Doo. All of those are just character, foundational character pieces, and they work because they lean into the character. So I'm really excited for him to have a steady hand and be like, okay, like this is cool, but like 
what about the character? Like, so hopefully that we'll be able to see that translate on scene on screen. A hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. Very excited to see um, what comes, what comes. So yeah, it's an exciting time. Uh, Gentlemen, anything else uh, news wise that you all wanted to mention before we dive into this lovely. um, Yeah. Just real quick. Tell me your top three candies. Oh, you're Halloween. It is Halloween. And so it's important to cover these. So, I'll go first. I have a balance between being like a chocolate guy and also like a fruity candy guy. Okay. Um, So my top three are always going to be um, Reese's peanut butter cups. Like I think it doesn't matter whether they're, whether they're mini or whether they're the bigger ones. It really doesn't matter. The balance is perfect. Like Mm -hmm. the blend of Mm -hmm. both is awesome. That is an easy, like number one for me. Um, Yeah. The second one for me is Skittles and it just, it is. And mm. because I just, there's something about them. I also like the idea of like one piece of candy has a bunch of candy inside of it. Like you didn't feel okay. it was almost like bonus candy a little bit um, mm-hmm. that I was fine with. So, and then lastly, I love Tootsie Rolls. I know that really? that's an unpopular opinion, but I really like Tootsie Rolls. And it doesn't matter, like the, the longer skinny ones, the fatter thick ones, it doesn't matter. Like those are my jam. Mm. I don't know why. Okay, now hold, I want you to pick one okay. in that group oh. you just gave and hold that one. Okay. And then all three of us are going to rank our top candies in a okay. one, two, three order. Okay. Um, Werewolf by Brian. Hello. What are your three favorite candies? All right, I wrote a list because I, t- I took this seriously, Marcus. Mm, uh, and Ryan. so, also, there's a conversation to be had here that I noticed my tastes changed because uh, I was thinking about, like, my favorite candy. And I thought about as a kid, and then I was like, these are completely different. So, anyway, t- top top of the line, dark chocolate Milky Way. You you cannot, to me, you cannot beat that, that savory sweet combo. Love it. Dark chocolate Milky Way. Also, they're hard to find, and I think that's part of the appeal for me, but that's fine. That's something to... Uh, on a, we can unbox that later. Uh, second is Twix. Twix, you got the perfect crunch to creamy ratio for me, so I, I like that. And then third, the third place is Snickers. Like Snickers is like the default candy bar to me. Like you, you, if you can't find what you want, you can get a Snickers, and you, you at least know what you're getting, and you're gonna enjoy that. Um, so that's that's the top three for me. That's fair. That's, I like okay. how you like to play hard to get with your candy. Like that's apparently the first. I do. I have that's, to have a story involved. Like I have to like I come to home to, to my wife and be like, "You won't believe where I found these." I had to go to three bodegas and a Walgreens, and I finally found the dark Milky Way. <laughs> three was, bodegas. <laughs> I was third in line at a Joanne Fabrics, but I found them. <laughs> <laughs> that's like the perfect that's like the perfect impersonation of what uh Harrison Ford is about to sound like in the Thunderbolts. Oh my gosh. Can you define this green hulk? Can you imagine the techno babble they're gonna give him for all of the oh. MCU bull crap? Yeah. Like he's gonna be opposite like Elizabeth Olsen or something. She'd be like, the Sokovia it fell, but when it fell, the gamma radiate. I don't care. Like, he's I, just... uh, I punished <laughs> my body by subjecting it to <laughs> millions and millions of terawatts of gamma radiation. It's like, what the fuck did they do to this man? <laughs> terawatts. <laughs> all right. All right. Before we get oh, sidetracked, man. Marcus, okay. give us your top three candies. That's hilarious. Okay. So here's what I got. 
I think it depends on situation and like where I am. Because okay, wow. when I if I'm in a movie theater, my movie theater candies versus my Halloween candies are two completely different options. I love a bunch of crunch at a movie theater. Yes. I don't necessarily want a crunch bar while I'm out. Like if I'm talking no. like trick or treating or something totally like that like agree. during Halloween. So for me, I, I want to say it's nerds of any type, any nerd, any small. I love a small box of nerds because it's like, it's such a stupid, silly idea of like, here's this small box filled with little nerds. But then you take like a little shot of it and then it's like, you're done. Yeah. So, yeah. It's um, fleeting. It's very, it's very like, oh, I can go through like three boxes of these as opposed to like one big box of nerds. Plus, plus there's the thrill when you choke on one and you're like, yeah. this is how I'm going to go. This is how yeah. I want it this to be. This is how I'm going to go. Yeah, this, this, is how, this is how I dreamt it would be. This the, is how I dreamt I'd go. The one giant nerd makes its way down the wrong pipe. <laughs> and you're oh, like, no. Ooh, take me now. Yep, I get it. <laughs> I'm coming, Elizabeth. <laughs> Imagine the Lord is just reading your script. And he's just like, you, just, you go and meet your maker. And you just say they read the script and they just like mm, that by nerd, just like I thought you would. It'd be yep, like wild. Right. Um, so a nerd. Hopefully, I get like a nerd rope or something like that. But yeah, that's story. Um, oh, that's okay. what I really like. Um, I like miniature Snickers. Okay, so I like the small, just the square, not the rectangle ones, the square bites. Interesting. Um, bites. Those are really good. And then I think my last candy would be if I'm going through a candy thing. Honestly, it would be like a like a ring pop. It would be or oh wait, it would be really? like a crabby, like the gummy crabby patties. Those are those are really good. That's surprising yeah. for me. I don't know those, why. Those Man, really I didn't just yeah. on Halloween. Those are really it's such a silly idea, but like it's the one gummy one, and it's like five individual gummies yeah. inside. It's like I don't know, and it comes okay. in like a little plastic like shell, it comes like a little burger. Yeah, yeah, huh. yeah. Okay, so I don't know. All, All right. right, so what's everybody's one in their list? I think my one has to be like a Reese's. Like I think okay. that they're just they're so they're everywhere. I think that they are. It, it's hard to argue with chocolate and peanut butter. You know what I mean? I mean yeah, like plus cool. they have the ratio down. Like you're very rarely gonna yeah. get a bad one. So yeah, that's true. Yeah. Brian, what's your one? I no, it's got to be dark chocolate Milky Way. It's it's okay. it's dark chocolate. So you're you're getting a little bit. You're getting a little bit of that 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 darker like that taste. I don't know how to describe this, but it's it's a step up from your regular Milky Way, and you get you get a little bit of nougat. So that's where I'm at. So out of Reese's dark chocolate and new and and nerds, because mine is going to be nerds. Where let's make a one, two, and a three, and we all got to agree on the one, two, and three. Just real quick. Okay, so the three were choose it's nerds, dark mm-hmm. chocolate, Milky Way, and mm-hmm. Reese's. And Reese's. Where where would you go? I could tell you where I place these. Okay, let's hear it. Let's hear okay. it. Okay, this is how I rank them, and this is not how I rank anybody on this podcast. But this uh-huh. is how, how I rank. How dare it. you? I don't want this to be. I can already see. I can already <laughs> tell. I can already, already tell where he sees this is going. I'm gonna put Reese's at the top, Nerd second, and Dark Chocolate Milky Way at the bottom. Yes, sir. But here's yeah. the thing: I'm not a huge dark chocolate person. So yeah. somebody's oh, like, yeah. "Would you like a Milky Way or a Dark Chocolate Milky yeah. Way?" I'm like, get "Yeah, the, get that one out of here." Like, I don't need yeah. it. That's like, the only thing that's throwing me off. The Milky Way is good. Yeah, the dark yeah. chocolate is the part that's kind of like throwing me for a loop. And Doug is right. I'm willing to flop a two and a three, but a Reese's just does not feel like it can be beaten on Halloween. I'm sorry. On yeah, Halloween? I mean, like, 
like it's it's orange packaging you're already going for orange stuff on halloween and it's it's peanut butter and you know exactly what you're getting like i I do understand that with a dark chocolate milky way it's kind of like you're on a little bit of an adventure nerds it's so fleeting it's so it's gone it's there and gone with a versus that's a fair point yeah that's (laughs) a fair point really easy to consume there's nothing color it's bright colors and the candy literally all tastes the same like it's not really significantly different well and and here's the reason why i would flop them this is the reason why i would flop them is nerds if you start to get remember when you were younger and you would dive into your candy and you would be like you'd eat a couple when you started to pick up steam, you're like mm-hmm. three turned into six, turned into yeah, nine. Yeah. Nerds Crick kept that going. Like they, oh, because yeah. they were just quick shots and you moved on. So I, Brian, that point of like, <laughs> yeah. that point fleeting. of like, they are fleeting. That is, that's very I mean, well, that is not lost on me at all. Nerds are like the shots of the candy world. You're oh, not, yeah, like, you're absolutely right. Like, it's just like, what which one of these is the Rumblemans? Maybe that's why, maybe that's why I was, Maybe that's why I almost died eating them. Is I was yeah. I was taking them as a shooter when I was fucking eight. Well, <laughs> no, t- who, who eats nerds one at a time? Show me that Nobody. person. I'm just Nobody. like, hey, quite a delicacy. And well, I mean, like, a, popping one nerd. You mean yeah. like an adjusted human being might pour it out of the box and like take it like that? Not like me, where it's like, get that cardboard. <laughs> like, oh no, I eat it. I eat, I eat it through the cardboard like a flask. You know, you have to. <laughs> no, no, no. I agree. I just tossed it back like, <laughs> That's it. That's pretty much it. <laughs> I mean, you have to. You have to. Yeah. Like, I can't. Yeah. I can't imagine someone being like, "Let me pour a little out and yeah. then dig yeah. through." Like, no. Like, you're. Yeah. Come on. What are you yeah. doing here? Yeah, that's fair. That's a very good point. Yeah, and that's yeah. also a good point, Roman. Is that yeah. it is the trade value here a little bit, it and is. nerds <laughs> have a slightly less trade value. So. I mean, I learned a lot about economics when I was trading Halloween candy because, oh boy, supply and demand there. I mean, you're, you, you've got a Snickers, you can get something, but no, you got to put together four or five nerds just to get one other good thing. That's a very and, good And point. don't pull out that fucking Laffy Taffy either. Get that shit out of here. Oh, you pull no, out nobody wants the Laffy, Laffy Taffy. Because oh. depending on the color, depending on the color, <laughs> I would be willing, sticks. I would be willing to trade a Laffy Taffy if someone was like, hey, I have a grape Laffy Taffy. Can I have one of your mm-hmm. like single Kit Kats? I'd be like, yeah, let's switch. Oh, this I'm not trading a Kit Kat for a Laffy yeah. Taffy. Oh, oh no yeah. way. I love grape Laffy Taffy. It's my favorite. Oh, I would take, That's I would, so I would absolutely take it's that. It's just deal so rare. Today. That's the problem. It's like Laffy Taffy when you get it, because you can't buy them like fruities and like a multi, no. like a single no. color. You have to buy all of them. Multi-pack. And there are some trash Laffy Taffy out there. Oh, 100%. Banana and green apple. Banana I'm looking exists. at both. Thank you. Apple. Well, yeah. there's always a house that has airheads, and they look good oh. to take. But you, you, when you get them, yep, it, the, 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 the wrapper sticks to it. It's just, mm. it's like a, it's like a tongue of processed sugar, and you're like, this doesn't, this isn't doing <laughs> it for me anymore. Like, and then I it just, goes out of its I way to put like this. a little peanut with an X through it. Like there aren't any peanuts in this. It's like, yeah, that's the problem. <laughs> This yeah. conversation is just weird. I, I do want to give a shout That's out hilarious. to my niece Brett, and she's allergic to peanuts, so she has always like she has a great head for like mm, this is the good candy, this is the bad candy, like even mm. without nuts. So shout out okay. to her. But nice. you make a great point, Doug, of like you, you can make better candy without nuts. Like it's you true. don't, true. you know. Marcus, where are you at ranking these three? Because we got Brian and I. Oh. 
Oh, I feel like I'm going in the same direction Doug went. I'm okay. going to go Reese's, yeah. Nerds, and then the dark chocolate. Which is I the accept thing. this. I will eat the dark chocolate Milky Way because it comes in that, that chocolate mix bag. I will eat that in a okay. little square. Yeah, okay. I don't know about an entire bar. And oh, so for me, yeah. I'm thinking snack size for all of these items. I think, like, Marcus, I feel like you don't want to make a commitment. Like it's just I like, just, nah, I is can't. it in a small package? That not three bodegas in a Walgreens. Brian. Have you ever eaten through a, like a crunch bar, right? Sure. Eat through a crunch bar. By the time I'm at the like the third brick or halfway through, I'm kind of like, oof. <laughs> do I want to wrap this halfway in the foil or do I just want to give this thing up? Like I mean, miniature is like yeah. I can eat three of these and feel like I didn't eat a full well, Snickers. And crunch bar. bars too, they like hurt your mouth after a while. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Like a bunch of crunch bit. negates it because they're like circular. And yes. you're usually drinking like a Coca-Cola yeah. with it if you're at a theater, but like no, yeah, just a regular crunch bar. You're like the top of my mouth hurts. Like no, thank mm-hmm. you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I've who only met make a gobstopper. Who no? Who who made the malt malt malted um, milk ball? Malted milk ball. Uh, I don't know who made those, but that is just not a good candy. Uh, I just hold on, don't like hold on. That. Don't the whoppers were always last. Don't don't chew them. What do you what are you supposed to do? Suck them. And uh, let them melt. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, I this is this is I don't know if this is a program for family, but boy, wow. Sir, we we are live on Facebook and you just <laughs> you just whispered to a black man. <laughs> I I mean, who's sucking a whopper? Like you, wait, who who, oh, who? Okay, I'm sorry. I don't see a scenario where I'm out on Halloween and I I open my bag. One, I'm looking for the Whopper. Absolutely not. Say we go past that. I am looking for a Whopper. Apparently, I get to it. I'm, I'm gonna bite into it because I I want my candy. I'm gonna slowly succulently suck on these Whoppers to to what? Get to the the hard spot so it so I gotta just crunch it. I Bruh. what? I Doug, really? Podcast. I love this podcast <laughs> so much. <laughs> I, 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 I you suck them long enough, they melt. <laughs> God, this if is you be suck hilarious. them long enough, the malted portion melts. <laughs> yes, just suck them. <laughs> I'm speechless. I'm. I usually have something to say on this podcast, but right now I am. I am speechless on sucking whoppers right now. I'm. Wow. Okay. All right. Man, I love it here. So the, the the nougat area of the whopper melts after you yeah. suck it. Wow. And everybody else is eating Reese's and Snickers. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Ro- Roman wants to know who hurt you, Doug. Who we hurt just... you, Doug? Whew. Oh man, that was hilarious. Wow. Oh, ooh, I, ooh, I love it here. This is great. All right. Well, All right. Well, let's get to the happening. Yeah, it's not, yeah, nothing's going to top that for candy. No. Yeah, let's get to the uh, happening. Um, ooh, that was a good one. Good one. That was a good one. Wow. Um, so we watched the happening. Um, yes, we did. We put it to our Patreon subscribers, and they voted a while ago. We kind of had this one sitting in the vault if we needed to and so this is <laughs> m night Shyamalan's the happening and so marcus brian don't really care whoever wants to give us the barbershop summary for the happening Doug, i feel like you should give it okay um, all right or do you want my first time watching this experience i'll do it i'll do it okay all, all right, right. Good, good luck 
Take it out. Take it away, buddy. Okay. What had happened was, um, so there are these people in a park. They're hanging out, and then one of them basically starts to like repeat themselves, and they all start stoning out, and everybody stopped walking. And then there's people screaming from all over the park. And then this lady takes a damn knitting needle and shoves it in her neck. And then the next Ooh, like yeah. five to ten minutes of this movie are just people killing themselves. Like, yep. and we're not really sure why, but it's gruesome as hell like it is people falling off of buildings at construction sites and um shooting themselves with pistols it's yep it is bleak it is very very bleak and then they yeah. cut to Mar and then hard cut mark Wahlberg as a biology teacher in a random high school in new york asking a bunch of school children about bees and to come <laughs> up up with, with an explanation <laughs> Um, and random. then he gets into some like random discussion with a pretty boy in the back talking about, um, the golden ratio or whatever, um, <laughs> which is God damn it. We can't not again. Um, what? so anyway, so he's a teacher and then they bring him out of class and they're like, yo, there's a terrorist attack and we're not really sure what's happening, but people are dying. And so everybody go home, but make sure you bring your work with you because we need to pick this back up again. And I thought that was very funny, like in light of recent events that oh it was like, make sure you take your book with you. Cause we got to pick this back up again. And I was like, Oh shit. Um, so essentially what happens is Mark Wahlberg, Zooey Deschanel, John Leguizamo and his daughter all try to get out of New York city to go to Philadelphia because they're like, well, New York makes sense. Philadelphia is less likely to get hit. Let's get out of the city. And as they do that, they find that this thing that apparently, spoiler alert, may be caused by plants um, is moving its way across the country. And so they keep getting into like smaller towns and smaller towns and smaller towns because I guess Mark Wahlberg's a genius or he's just willing to gamble with everybody's life on a hypothesis, which is what this feels like. Um, and so they finally get into, they pick up these two kids along the way, the kids get shot. Then they make it into this old lady's house who is not nice. Like this, yeah. like subtly racist old lady. Um, Cause she's like super religious. She's slapping the little girl's hand. Um, and then she gets it and then it just like goes away. The happening. Yep. 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 <laughs> the the happening. happening. Yep. Yeah. That's it. I mean, that's, yeah, that's pretty much the, the base of it. Yeah. As loose as loose as it sounds is as loose as the movie was, to be honest. With that's you. the thing. It's like, I wasn't trying to like cut out a lot. There's just not mm -hmm. a lot to the plot overall. So and sometimes it's, it's sometimes it kind of felt like it was just, uh, violent to be violent or bleak to be bleak you say you, yes. you want to know how dark it could be what if we like final destination type stuff of just like what if it was final destination but just with a different camera well and i, I so usually we bring up like interviews and stuff like that later but yeah. one of the things i want to inject immediately into this discussion is reading interviews about this movie when it came out and after so mark Wahlberg, by the way like basically said he was like yeah it was a bad movie um, when he was promoting a movie with Amy Adams, I can't remember what movie it was. Uh, the Fighter, there it was. Mm -hmm. And then on top of that, M. Night Shyamalan responded to like the criticism from Mark Wahlberg, and he was like, "Well, here's the thing. I tried to make a B horror movie, and nobody understood that." And I was like, "My man, 
I, I respect you, but that doesn't line up because the things in mm. this movie do not scream like it doesn't take itself seriously. Basically, yeah. in interviews, he said he wanted this movie to be like the blob or like yep. basically like a, a, a horror movie that doesn't like uh, take itself seriously. Mm. Like eight legged right. freaks, like that type of stuff. For sure. And the way this is framed and the way it's shot, that is. It, this movie does take itself seriously. A hundred percent. And and the other thing, Brian, that I think is important to like note is that Amy Adams was originally cast for Zooey Deschanel's role. And the oh exact quote from Mark Wahlberg is she dodged a bullet. Like this movie's <laughs> a piece of shit. And I'm not, Oof. I'm not paraphrasing. I have it from the Wikipedia that I did as like some, some like yeah. research, like some research. Um, uh, so again, he quote, she said, uh, Amy Adams had, quote, dodged the bullet by night starring in the film. He said it was really bad. It was a really bad movie. Fuck it. It is what it is. You can't blame me for not wanting to play a science teacher or at least at least I wasn't playing a cop or a crook. He basically said, like, I wanted to play a teacher. Cut me some slack. This movie's really bad. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, yes, that's I mean, that's absolutely okay. right. Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, I respect Mark Wahlberg for wanting to try to do something different. I do feel like he was miscast. A hundred percent. So who do you feel like was a re- who do you feel like was the original casting? If if not Mark, then who who would who, who could have made this at least tolerable? That's a good question. Um, I mean, I'll take a I moment a to to think on it. Um, But I do think <clears> that. The, the reason Mark Wahlberg didn't work for me was because he just it, he's typecasted as a cop because he has the front of one. He He's yeah, very like sharp with his talk. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. very upfront. It's very direct. All of his delivery is just it's it's right there. He like, also says what he's thinking a lot, Brian, too. Yeah, which is good for stuff like mm-hmm. The Departed um, and other stuff that is like Oscar worthy. Um, but I guess like a, a Killian Murphy, maybe like the guy who played oh, Scarecrow in Batman yeah. Begins. If you need, if maybe. someone needs a, a a point to go off of there, uh, I feel like a more cerebral or just like an understated person would have been helpful because Mark Wahlberg just kind of felt like the cop in the Dare program that was subbing yeah. for the science teacher mm-hmm. that day. Of just like, hey, you want to talk about bees? Okay, we're going to talk about bees. You know what? Bees, if they die, you die. And it's just like, I feel like I'm being interrogated a little yeah. bit. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I also think you could, if you really were like, all right, we can't. If the other stipulation to the casting question was you have to, just switching people around what you would do, at the very least, I would have put John Leguizamo and Mark Wahlberg, and I would have swapped them. Yeah, and that, that probably would have been, been a way better. Holy yeah, buckets, that would have been yes. That actually would have been much fixed. better. Well, I would have also replaced a wife because that wasn't cutting it. Oh, what is Zoe Deschanel doing here? I have no I have idea what she was doing. Very was, many it, questions. I, she annoyed me more than anything. Like I almost forgot that the their love life was a B plot because she just seriously. I don't know if it was that's how she was told to act it out, like like it's yeah. a B movie, because then that would make sense. But it just threw me for a loop. Yeah, I mean, this movie was the culmination. I mean, you know why he's in it, right? I mean, this movie was the culmination of his rise with that started in 2000 with The Perfect Storm. Then he did Planet of the Apes. Then he did The Italian Job. Then he did Four Brothers. Then Invincible. Then The Departed. Then The Departed. Then We Own the Night. And Shooter was in between there. And then it culminates with The Happening. Um, in 2008, <laughs> but from 2000 to 2008, 
he was just like banger after banger after banger. Yeah. And then, I mean, I'm sure they were like, you got to put him in a leading role. Like anything he touches something yeah, yeah. to gold. So, yeah. My guess would have been Chris. Is it Christopher? Is it, Nor- is it Norton? Who played the oh, Incredible Hulk? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Edward, Edward Norton. Norton. Edward Norton. Holy what buckets. He would have been one of my picks. I mean, I feel like he can really give you that. He brings a tone of drama. And that was one thing I feel like. I, as, this movie was very bleak at times. Now, don't get me wrong. Oh, yeah. There was a point oh, where I had to yes. pause this to watch something a little bit lighter. Because it was, oh, yeah. it was just very, very heavy. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. just just for context, I watched The Happening. And, and then I watched Cabinet of Curiosities on Netflix, which is also mm. a scary anthology. But I felt that the Cabinet of Curiosities, like, got me out of, like, the bad vibes yeah. of The yeah. Happening. Like, yeah. that's how bleak it is. It was hard. It was hard. And I yeah. will say this. To the movie's credit, like, if we're going to start off on things... Sure. Um, that I liked about this particular movie. Yeah. The thing that I liked about this was some of those sequences of people who had either already killed themselves or who were going, who were in the process of mm-hmm. were really well done. I personally think the scariest scene is the scene in the Jeep. Like when mm, they see the, like they see the gardeners hanging them, have hung themselves oh. with their own. Oh, hose, that was messed up. And he's driving and you can't, you can hear her reaction, but you're not seeing anything out of the car, yeah. which means it's not great. And Jogan Leguizamo is, don't look out there. You look at me. Yeah. He's also coming to this realization that there's something getting into the car at the same time. Yep. It, that scene, I think, is probably stands above a majority of the other ones. Like, it's really well done. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, w- I would say that. I would. That's why I kind of agree with you. It's Doug swapping, <clears throat> swapping those two, those two yeah. leads. For the co-lead, and maybe that would have made like Mark Wahlberg's role a little bit more compelling yeah. for him to be the one that has to do that, especially at the peak he was in. But I know he wasn't going to give that up. No, like you no, don't, no, you no. don't give up that role. Back, no, back. no. Well, and to Mark Wahlberg's credit, I feel like he did the best he could with it. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't fault this film on Mark Wahlberg. I, I, I res- again, I respect Shyamalan. It, this is this is on M. Night Shyamalan like the yeah. this I mean, because the one thing I want to point out here, not to go back over everybody's filmography, but I do feel like it's important because he had written, directed, produced uh, quite a bit up until this point. But basically, we had The Sixth Sense, Unbreakable, Signs and The Village. And those four movies were received pretty well. The Village. Yeah. It, it, some people were hit or miss on it. But overall, at that point, oh, Lady in the Water, too. He kind of, I don't know, yeah. Lady in the Water. I don't feel like anybody talked about it. Anyway, the majority of his movies at this point in 2008, like, he was like a sure thing. So I feel like people just kind of let him do whatever he wanted without any supervision. And then the, then the happening happened. And well, it was like, what is this? Well, and uh, again, I did a little bit of digging and a little bit of research on this. So, like. The those ones that you talked about, so the Sixth Sense, right. Unbreakable Signs in the Village, those were home runs. People love that. It cemented oh, him yeah. as somebody who could do an original take on like a horror story. Right. Lady in the Water was a little bit of a departure from that. It mm. was fantastical and it was a little bit different, but it was a little right. bit of a departure from his horror, horror element. And so it kind of flopped and people really didn't like it. And so oh, he had a hard time selling the happening so he took the happening to a film festival and he basically said tell me what you hate about it and he went back took those notes 
like fixed it and then he pitched it to 20th uh to 20th century fox to actually mm. make and so Man, prior to getting that feedback he didn't have a studio that was even going to put it out and so that, that makes complete sense <clears throat> and it's because um or maybe it was the script he took the script around town and got feedback yeah. on the script and then finally mark Wahlberg signed off which is the only reason why 20th century fox is yeah so it was Kind of a little bit of a hard time for him to get this one out there because it was originally called The Green Effect. It wasn't called The Happening. Oh, okay. Mm, which would have gave away the, the movie. Here's the thing. Oh, I feel yeah. like there's a premise. <clears throat> there's a premise there. Oh, yeah. For The Happening. One of the things that's part of my, like, what I didn't like about this movie was the answer to the question. Right. Of, okay, what is happening? I guess it being plants and trees just felt um, kind of lackluster. Or it was halfway explained. There's a toxin that plants emit if too many people are in the area. All right, go. And I was kind of like, well, is there more to it? Is there more of a science to it? Because the lady just died solo. Is this the world fighting back? Is this, you know, like, I didn't know which which direction to go. Yeah, I mean, it established a rule. And then, like, it once it was like, you guys get this? Okay, we're going to break it, like, for the rest mm -hmm. of the movie. Yeah. Um, and yeah. so that was that was a confusing portion for me, too, Marcus. Well, and I feel like that my hot take here is that the first half of the happening is good. And and I, I will stand by this. I would say the first the, the first uh, 90 minutes of this movie is a four to, is like four out of five stars for me because you don't you don't know what's happening. Like <laughs> you don't know what exactly is happening. Like you just know people are just starting to off themselves. Mm -hmm. yeah. That is creepy. Like that is absolutely creepy. Just disheartening, bleak very disturbing and i feel like halfway through the movie then it's just like okay so you know plants and everyone's like yeah why what's up they're like okay so it's the plants and everyone's just kind of like oh like it feels you like it kind of takes the wind out of the sails almost i don't know bit. i just feel like i'm all for like the environment fighting back don't get me wrong mm -hmm. i love that message i do like the message of the happening of like if you keep messing with earth it's gonna fight back oh, i yeah. dig it I love that symbiotic relationship theme. I, I I do like it, but the but the way it was revealed and then communicated, it was just like Mark Wahlberg. I don't know. He just like had an epiphany yeah. while people were shooting themselves, yeah. and then there's a news broadcast being like, "Anyway, this is done by nine a.m. tomorrow," and it's just kind of like it was that was okay. so I random. Also didn't understand that either. And only the Northeast. There were no other stories of it like. <laughs> moving you know, why west, was that the after credit scene was like it being in paris like as if they would have done uh the happening too like i just right I, yeah i didn't like that 9 a.m well it'll happen at this this is the peak time so 9 a.m so then everybody in the theater is supposed to be like oh i hope they make it to 9 a.m but right but there there wasn't even an emphasis on time no, no. um no the the okay so the i don't know if this is going to resonate with our newer listeners but for listeners that have heard our Wicker Man episode. Um, mm -hmm. And if you're new here, go check out our Wicker Man episode. We were equally as befuddled. <laughs> but like, I got Wicker Man vibes the yeah. last third oh, of this yeah. movie. Yeah. Um, of just like, we're trying to scare you by making you disoriented. But all it is, is like, we're just, wa we're just bored watching a guy move around a place. And I feel like mm -hmm. that's what happened with Mark Wahlberg of like, yeah. of, like he wakes up in the house. He can't find Zoe Deschanel or the girl. So he's just wandering around the house and we're like, oh, we're yelling. Yeah, we're supposed to be scared. But like also, if I'm a guest in somebody's house, I'm not going to just be I'm like yelling. Around. 
And I'm also mm. absolutely not going to go into somebody's bedroom, by the uh, way. Absolutely. Um, Especially at, since not 12 hours ago, she accused me of stealing. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to be like, well, you know, she already thinks I'm a thief. So I'm just going to go in here and check out this mm -hmm. creepy random. Right. You know what we call that white privilege. <laughs> <laughs> I laugh because you're absolutely as as correct. As soon as she saw, as soon as she would have told me about that back house where there was a slave's house, I oh, said, man, yeah, I'm okay. There was no need for you to tell that story at dinner. And then oh, as man. soon as she smacked the shit out my, the child's arm yeah. and was like, don't you know the ax? That would have been the moment that I left because she smacked the hell out of that arm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was, that was it, a it was slap a, heard around the world. Absolutely. Was, yeah. That was, like, that was uncomfortable. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah. And, and then, like, the other thing that I just found so random is, like, shooting those two, like, the two kids. Like, why did the kids, why did you have to make it, yeah. like, teenagers oh, that had man. to die? And also yeah. the aggressiveness of that. I mean, again, more to like the white privilege point of this, where it's this little Jesus. white kid that's like, open the door, bitch. Yeah. Like, yeah. oh, my gosh. <laughs> what? <laughs> I was like, who? How? Okay. I mean, immediately, I was like, how old is this kid? Like, yeah. I need to know right now. I OK, I that entire sequence feels like it was. I know it wasn't, but it feels it like added. it was ad-libbed and Mark Wahlberg is like, do like cut it out, man. Like cut it out. Mm -hmm. Like stop it. Like that did actually feel like a genuine Mark oh, Wahlberg yeah. moment. Now, did, did was it the character? Probably not. It just felt like Mark. I feel like that's how Mark Wahlberg would react if I just like started doing something bad. He'd be like, What do you do? What do you do? Hey man, what do you do? Hey, we do knock it off. Knock it off. We'll just leave. Like come I don't on, know. Joe, it just, come on. <clears throat> I don't know. I, I that scene also. I don't know. It hit different just because of like the gun violence aspect of it, and like I don't know. It. I don't know. I I could say a lot of things about it. I do. So for for listeners, this is the second time I've seen this movie. I went with my my best friend Brian Wall to see this when it released in theaters. I feel like wow. this is important. That is how much trust we had in like M Night Shyamalan. We went and saw this in theaters. Yeah, so did I. And this wouldn't even make it a streaming. Oh my gosh, when that moment happened. So for folks that haven't watched the movie, essentially the survivor group approaches this one house in a rural area and they're like, hey, we have like a little girl. Can we have some food? And he's like, get and the person in the house, like get away. And you're like, OK, we're not going to mess with this guy. The two mm -hmm. teenagers just go ham. They just start kicking the door. Let us Damn. in. And like the way that it's shot, I really don't even know how to describe it. Basically, it's just like a gun barrel out of the house shoots the kid. It's rated R, so I mean, like anything yeah. goes here. But, but like, you're just like, but like okay, sneakily out of the shot. house, like no one would mm -hmm. hear. Like slowly, mm -hmm. like, like no one. It, like it's like a spy movie. Like, and this is yeah, how I it, shoot. By the way. I don't know. That sequence just hits different. Like in 2022 <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for me, I, like it That's just fair. does. That's a fair point. I mean, this whole thing, this whole thought. If I'm if I'm going to that, I don't want to fast forward too far here, but I will. no, do it. I just feel like the way that it ends, right? And so then being locked in when she has this one line is like, so we can't, so it's not safe to go outside. And I was like, oof, that's giving me severe PTSD yeah. from Ooh, the lockdown. Yeah. And that was like rough. But then another part of me, the laughing part of me, which y'all know how I get when they flash forward and they were like three months later. And I was like, that's a crock of bullshit because we are barely out of a pandemic and it's yeah. been like at least three years. So when they were yeah. like three months later and they were on the bus and opening schools again and oh, all this yeah. stuff, I was like, 
y'all seen some traumatic shit. Y'all need to be with a therapist. <laughs> right. That's a great point. What else have yeah. you seen? What have you experienced? Well, he watched that one guy get ran over by a lawnmower. He like made oh, himself right. watch that whole scene. And I was like, mm, what's wrong with you? That that was <laughs> it. And the way they shot it, it was just kind of like Mark Wahlberg was like, keep, hey, hey, y'all, keep going. And then he like looks back and he's yeah. like, oh, that's weird. And then like they keep going. Yeah. He's like, I can't believe that- he's going to lay there. Like, is he going to get up? That's the thing about this movie that I think bugs me more than most things about it is like, yeah, the dialogue's kind of like, eh, but I yeah. think that's mainly like, I think that's a miscast, maybe a little bit of writing. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing that bugs me the most is like, he just stops. He yeah. just like, it's people are killing themselves and it's not like, oh man, we're still in a hurry to get out of here. I'm trying to protect my wife and kind of sort of friend's Least, daughter yeah, to, who, who yeah. I've agreed to be responsible for. And I'm just going to like watch this guy get run over by a lawnmower what or the let fuck, the little man? girl or let the little girl watch the video of the lion eating the guy. Oh, in my the God. Oh, God. Right. You just made her laugh. And then now you're just going to watch the video over her. Show. Like, what is happening? Hey, here? you finally forgot something traumatic. Check this out. Like that's such a weird <laughs> moment in 4K. Like, yeah. What the well, hell? Oh my god. It, I and I also just I don't know. Like I just don't believe that M Night Shyamalan was trying to make a B movie. I do feel like he was trying to make like to make a statement. shock to the system. We need to treat mm. the environment better type movie. I believe as that. a horror movie, which I think mm-hmm. is like rad as hell. I'm all on board with that concept. But like, you look at it as a whole. And I don't know if it was like halfway through shooting, they're like, Mark Wahlberg is just not it. Like, I still think there was a way to salvage it, possibly. Mm-hmm. I, Zoe Deschanel is just there. And I, I don't know if she could have helped or what. I just like, I just have a very hard time believing. I don't know. It's just I went very to strange. Dinner. I went to dessert with a guy and that one night I said I was working late and I did it. And and that's what I like. I need you. If we're fighting, I don't like to share my emotions either. Hey, hey, we're on a train with a bunch of people trying to escape a terrorist time and place. Like now is not the time. Okay. No, I will push back on this. I a hundred percent believe that would happen. If somebody thought they were in the middle of a terrorist event or whatever, an end of world event, I do believe someone would be like, okay, anyway, I did this bad thing and I just got to have that right on my mind before that's, we die. Okay, maybe I that's right. Yeah, I do believe it. that, but the delivery of like was bad. Zoe Deschanel's like new girl. Like she's new girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know this was before new girl, but I mean, she's this kind of quirky indie songwriter to me. And she's like trying to, I don't know. I, it just, none of it, none of it adds up. And like, it's just the concept you're left with and you're like, it's fine, but none of it is executed. Well, Mm-mm. no. And then on top of that, you have like that, that relationship, like sub arc feels so forced into the plot overall. So it's a little that, underwritten that at the first 15 minutes, it, it was very, it was almost like a bit from, I think you should leave because John Leguizamo <laughs> would bring John Leguizamo would bring it up. He'd be like, I'm not worried about it. Don't talk about it. I'm not worried about any of it. Like, we'll yep. be fine. She's not trying to leave. I'm not worried about it. <laughs> He'd be like, okay. And then he brought it up again in the train terminal. Yeah. He's yeah. like, I'm really glad you chose to come with. And even Mark Wahlberg goes, why would you do that? I said I wasn't worried about it. Like, yeah, that. And that why are we talking about sequence. it? 
Mm-hmm. That entire sequence was just bizarre. I, yeah, I don't know. I The other thing, and it's not M. Night Shyamalan's fault, but we all lived through like a global health event, a global we health did. crisis. Yeah, we did. And we know that this Never is not how people would react to something like this. Like mm-hmm. there, of course, would be people like, oh, there's th- nothing's wrong. I'm just going to walk straight into the trees. Like I like and that's, that's not true. M. Night Shyamalan's fault, by the way. That's just that's the world true. we're in. They would be like, no, the trees are fine. I'll lick them to show you. Um, <laughs> but... <laughs> You know, that's the other thing that breaks. I'm serious. Like, yeah, no, you're right. Right. no, it's only it's funny because you're right. Yeah, I, I mean, like there'd be people like everything's fine. I'm going to just put these plants in my pants. It's going to be yeah. fine. And but no, then they whatever that you ever. You, I don't know. It's just kind of weird that it gets an R rating for all like the really disturbing things. And then the back half of this movie is just literally like Mark Wahlberg wandering around a field trying to make something happened with his acting and this damn mood ring throw that shit in the oh my like God. the whole herring the, the love subplot with it being that oh who's doing the chasing oh i could tell somebody's <laughs> doing the chasing i knew it was you doing the chasing and and, I, and in my mind when i was watching i was like i forgot that this plot that this subplot was a thing yeah i forgot that she was mad at him for something or that maybe she was cheating, maybe she wasn't. And then he brings up that dumb line about there was this hot physician who I almost asked her for cough syrup and I didn't yeah. have to do anything. And I was like, is this I didn't supposed even have to a be cough. funny? Yeah, like, what's well, happening? And I feel like this this is also a good point to talk about like how the three of us like analyze movies differently. Cause as I'm watching this, Marcus, knowing we're gonna talk about it, I was like, Marcus is gonna like talk about this ring because it is brought up, it is shown, and there is no payoff. And I don't know anyone else like Marcus that like focuses on MacGuffins and will uh, tell you the quality of them. And oh, so I you. knew so you were gonna yeah. this oh, up. I'm glad I mean, it was it was a thing that means a lot. Thank you. No, uh, I'm serious. That mean that to me, it's the shotgun theory. I forgot what it was, but it's the Chekhov's gun. Chekhov's gun. Like you showed this mood ring the whole time for the yep. for it to be in the last. You fussed at a kid about, hey, that ring means something to me. Right. Yep. I, like, what the fuck was going on? Like, what that didn't even have to be a thing. No. Yep. And you know, I, I don't know. by the way, if you're going to subvert Chekhov, and for people that don't know, Chekhov's gun is the idea that if you introduce a weapon right, in, yeah, a, right. in a theatrical experience, the expectation is that it will go off in the third act. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. And so, and I'll say there's people that have subverted it successfully, but subverting, it's really hard to me. Yeah. And they didn't do it here. It's Unless... like the shoe and nope, like <laughs> floating shoe and nope. Oh that, yeah. That kind of was like a, one of those That's scenarios where point. That's a good one. It, it wasn't really, it, it was a good piece to add, but it wasn't really discussed, like discussed on a lot. <sighs> right. Um, you know, or, for it to be the main point of that. I mean, or again, oh. Maybe it was just done poorly and they were trying to make some sort of statement with how angry the old lady got, right? That yeah, you know, the 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 nature didn't see anyone else as a threat because they were just like happy, mm. they were happy to be there, they felt safe, they were trying to be comfortable, they were I didn't nice. Think about and that. And then maybe the old ladies being like really, really angry, and so that's why it hit her harder. But that's that's me meeting M Night halfway. Like that's no, me that's saying like, fair. let me meet you halfway on this because it's not executed well. That's, never you've actually you. made me pause. Like that's actually a really yeah, good point about, that. about this movie. Um, wow, I think the thing that I would, I, the thing I just want to add to that is you see. 
you you see you see it you you see some of the moods and they talk about like i'm scared or i'm happy or yeah. I'm excited or romantic or or whatever um but none of that none of that has a payoff you're absolutely right doug no. if they had made some connection to that maybe but like at the end of the day it's just kind of like okay so you felt you felt calm um and i i feel like there's maybe something there i don't know i'm trying to write this movie for m night but i you know at the end of the day it's just kind of more white noise in in a movie that's trying to send a message that it is is kind of direct like the b-roll is literally just the wind on the trees and yeah. I guess if it were me, I'd be like, I need a director of photography that's done like nature stuff. And I want yeah. you to get like really violent wind stuff to just like if like let's just really drive right. the point home. Mm-hmm. But it was just kind of like, here's a prairie and some wind. I mean, it was how do you beat air? That should have been the scariest <laughs> part, right? It's like you right. can't beat air and trees. Like, what do you right? And this what was this bird box? What was that movie? Yes, this, this, like that was the one thing that I could think about this whole time was like, Great man, point. These, these two are just very, they walk the line together. And I'm, I'm sure that there is some inspiration there too yeah. as well. But oh, for sure. When people are killing themselves and all this stuff is happening in the beginning of Bird Box. And then uh, the uh, during this movie too, like the scary, one of the scariest parts of this movie to me was the construction people falling oh, yes. off of the rooftop. Oh my God. Absolutely. Very, that, that part very, was very disturbing. Weird. Yes. Yeah. But even I don't know. Even oh, the knitting needle to a certain extent, like because it's just, yeah. it's so. The it's thing right, about it's close. It's a close the, shot. the whole like suicide, all of the people taking their own life stuff mm. under the influence yeah. of the virus yeah. is really hard because it's not, they're not acting quickly or with any sense of like desperation. It's all very slow, methodical, mm-hmm. and drawn out. Mm-hmm. And again, I say this to like his credit. Right. Like, I mean, that scene in that zoo is fucking yes. terrifying. Mm-hmm. Like that is that was really like I was like, mm-hmm. oh, my God, the, too much. The, the, the sequence, uh, I think it's in Boston when the, the police officer, he, he shoots himself. And then the oh, tech, yep. basically they all take turns using the weapon. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is actually really tense. Like, this is anxiety inducing. Yeah. This is really good and it's i think the reason it works is because it's 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 a little claustrophobic there's this dread of inevitability mm-hmm. and you you know what's going to happen and you want it to stop and you can't and then the movie decides to like really get wide and i feel like yeah. if it was a more city setting or at least something a bit more compact maybe you could add some of that tension of what's going on but the moment you get to the pennsylvania countryside it's just kind of like the the hills are alive and we're running and here's that, a weird old house. And it, I don't know. It just, it doesn't yeah. retain the same tension. That's where I'm doing the work. I think if I'm rewriting this, yeah, I'm actually like, I'm actually going to stop. I'm actually going to stop the movie. Not sure. like cut it short, but I okay. think that first, you know, there's three, this movie's only 90 minutes, which is perfect for this. It's movie. impressive. It's an, hour, it's an hour and a half. <laughs> so the first 30 minutes of building up like the stakes and making it like really scary, I think is like those moments, like in the city streets, I think is what's really, really great yeah. about it. I actually would stop and I would say, let's flash forward a year and we're mm-hmm. still not certain what it is. Mm-hmm. 
and the next hour is dealing with the like Mark Wahlberg's living in the woods. Well, I think if you're not interesting, like I think that that's a different that's a different way to look at it, and it could be more terrifying because now everybody's seen as other, and there's that fear of is do they have it? Am I going to get, I'm making Mm -hmm. it a pandemic movie basically is what I'm doing is like, (laughs) do they have it? Am I going to get it? Yeah. What do I have to worry about as we like re-enter everything, but that's with 2020 vision on. So, well, it gives you that thrill. It gives me that thriller feel that what you just described in the movie, which once again, I think has a good premise. It gives me that of, uh, Oh God. Is it hush? No quiet. No. What's the one where they have the whisper quiet place. Quiet place, the quiet oh, place. Oh, sure. Yep. Like that same feeling of it's almost I get more fear of the unseeable and the untouchable. Right. Then like and that's why that I that's why I think this movie could have been great. I I the one thought I have yep. in the back of my head. I hope that Jordan Peele does not go this route of M. Night Shyamalan. You know, um, like he's three yeah. for three. Well, will he I overshoot f- trying to get a message across? You know, does he box himself so- in? I don't know. I feel so there is a thesis. There's a doctoral thesis here. If anyone's listening for comparing Nope and the happening, because I feel like both Jordan Peele from the outset, by the Mm -hmm. way, was like, yeah, this is my B movie. Like this is my B horror movie. And I I feel like he said that in interviews, but I'm not, it's low confidence. I'm pretty sure he said that, Mm -hmm. but that's what it was. It was a, it was a B horror movie that was done very well and yeah. and it was still tense but it didn't take itself seriously mm-hmm. then you have the happening where you have the director saying oh we shouldn't take it seriously but then you have an entire sequence of a dad looking at a cut in a a, a, a roof of a car mm-hmm. knowing he's gonna he's he's yeah. gonna yeah, uh, hurt himself like he knows he's going to do something fatal to himself because that's what's happening and that doesn't have half the impact as say the cow the fake cow dropping out of the sky and nope and i feel like there's a thesis there to compare what a mid-tier horror movie is and what the goal of it is and how you do it that's that's my only statement here is like jordan peele i feel like my i my response to you marcus is like i think that i feel like jordan peele got over this hump and and my channel on tripped on it and jordan peele and then just walked right over sprint from it and i think that's kind of where i'm at and I think the other piece of this is that I think you also have to look at, you know, M. Night got really, M. Night Shyamalan got really, really kind of like tied in and married to this idea of a cinematic, what a, twist. a twist. Yep. A plot twist. Right. That's yeah. on Robot Robot Chicken is what. Uh, what a twist. That's a sketch I never forget on Robot Chicken. He said, well, I what was a right twist. There. I was right yeah. there with you. Yeah. But I think that that's where he really got like pigeonholed and said, like, <laughs> he can only do movies that have a big twist. Y'all there's like, there's not so many times that you can do that. So I do think the comparison of yeah. like, you know, Jordan Peele to mm-hmm. M night Shyamalan is definitely there, but I just think where it's different is that I think Jordan Peele can still horror movies can still be scary. He's not reply. He's not relying on a plot device to be what he's known for. Yeah. And I think that that's the real difference in my eyes of like, you know, M. Night Shyamalan got no like notoriety for being the twist movie maker. Yes. There's only so many times you can do that before it's really flamed mm-hmm. out. Um, and so yeah. I also wanted to take a minute because, Brian, you keep bringing up this like um, uh, Shyamalan saying that it was a B movie. And I actually have yeah. a quote 
too from it. So he said, let's do it. So in 2019, he said he took responsibility. He said he took some responsibility for how the movie turned out. Quote, I think it's consistent. I think it's a kind of consistent farce humor, you know, like the blob, the campy 1958 debut of actor Steve McQueen featuring mysterious glowing amoeba that takes over a small town in Pennsylvania. The key to the blob is that it never takes itself that seriously. I think I was inconsistent and that's why people couldn't see it. Yeah. And and you can kind of see that with some of the jokes he was making. Yeah. uh, Mark Wahlberg talking to the, the plant, the plastic plant. Oh yeah, there's moments where he's trying to tell the people to oh shut the fuck up, shut the fuck up, shut the fuck up. Yeah, can I concentrate? And he's going through what is the what's the basis of a he's doing the the, the scientific, scientific method. The scientific method. I was like, man, this stuff. It, this is not the right place to insert this humor with no. all this death going around, and like it just seemed like improper placement throughout the movie. Yeah, like he like like M Night said, like he said, it's inconsistent. inconsistent. Like it's inconsistent yeah. application inconsistent. for sure. So yeah, the model yeah. house moment like that was a weird moment for me i didn't know yeah. why that scene was shot it just felt confusing when they were in the model house and fake yeah. line and i don't know what i don't know what that was and the only that thing felt... yeah go, go ahead, ahead brian uh, it, it just felt like it was it that was like one of the checkoff guns to me of like is this not real like is none of this real when i first saw the movie that's mm-hmm. what i thought i was like oh this is like a simulation and we're gonna find out this was like to test something or someone. Nope. Just it's a model house. Have fun. Oh shit. There's Brian. There's a better twist. They're in a dome and it's the government testing out their next weapon. Oh my God. Which is what they mentioned. And they didn't go that route and they blamed everything. They, I mean, that is such a better. Yes. Making it through a pandemic. I absolutely see all of those scenarios happening with the news updates and all this other stuff. A hundred over a hundred. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think the I mean, again, to the whole model home thing, I thought that that was like the point of that. And I kind of noted it when I watched it last night um, is I sort of said, like, are they trying to make this statement that like it's going to attack this model home because we destroyed nature to put up this crappy mm-hmm. like cookie cutter style mm-hmm. Damn, neighborhood? I mean, and I was like, <sighs> but they don't spend any time there yeah. and you only really see one person die that it's you leave that's it there amazing and move on. yeah like, and so a, i was just kind of like crazy there are these things that like i kind of had expectation wise especially because it's really clear that there is a message and i'd seen it before like that there was a message that it's hard for me to like see moments like that and not be like just pay off like pay me off a little bit like give me something to drive this point home that nature is mad it adapted quickly to when it felt threatened like that's yeah give me something instead of mark Wahlberg quietly muttering the scientific method to himself <laughs> in a field in maryland like it was random no so, yeah. that's brilliant that's yeah. a that's a great point to, i'm gonna say that's a great point to end on I, i'm yeah. not gonna say anything that's, yeah. i think that's a great that's a great way to summarize it yeah um gentlemen i do have a question for you is in terms of movies right this is free on hbo max so should people watch this <laughs> Uh, you know what I say? I say just watch it. I'm not gonna tell you not to watch it. Just don't go with any. I will tell you what caught me off guard. The one out of five star review on whatever I was, whatever I saw. I have a Roku TV, so it showed me that right. before I started oh, no. watching, and it was like a one out of five star. So that was I was like, damn, this is about to be bad. But <laughs> I would say just watch it, even just yeah. to laugh at it. Like just watch it and laugh at it. Yeah, Brian. 
I honestly, if if you've listened to the podcast and you've got to this point, I would say go watch it to see what we're talking about. Even if, if you've already watched it, you kind of know where you're at. But if you haven't watched this movie, I think you have to at this point, the way we've talked about it, just to kind of see how it misfires so bad. Maybe have a chaser ready, like Marcus and I have talked about, whether yeah. it's a comedy thing, whether it's a Rick and Morty, whether it's like good horror. If I I'm sorry, M. Night, if you're listening to this, if like whatever it is, have a chaser because, yeah, you're in for a time. But yeah, I, yeah. so if you've it's made it this far, check it out just to see what the spectacle is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would say, I would say if you're the type of person that enjoys the, like the death payoff, right? Like if you're, <laughs> if your bag when it comes to horror is how people die and how they get killed. Like if you're a big like fan saw. of like saw or final destination, or like if that's your bag, then this movie probably will do it for you because the way in which people die in this movie is fucking terrifying. Like I will, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say he didn't do that. Well, he did that very well. It's just, the problem is, is that that's all that this movie is, is is create. It feels like creative deaths with a very loosely put together plot. And there's just Mm -hmm. not enough there to make it a story to watch for the story's sake. But if you're the type of person who likes to watch like final destination, body horror type stuff, Watching a grown man run himself yep. over with a lawnmower is going to be fucking awesome for you. Yeah. So watch it then. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. I agree. <laughs> um, gentlemen, any, I, I want to quickly, because we have a little bit of time and it is spooky sure. season. Well, it will be today and tomorrow. Um, my question for you all is if you have a go to horror movie that you watch during Halloween. <sighs> What is your go-to movie to watch for Halloween? Brian. Uh, Folks, it's 28 weeks later. It is consistently one of the scariest movies I have ever watched. The premise is that it's fast zombies. and, And basically the UK where the virus started, it's wiped out. Like, and they're trying to get back, but they're wiped out. There were no survivors. Like, Anyway, watch 28 Days Later if you if you really like that concept. But I think 28 Weeks Later just really does a home run on it. So anyway, 28 Weeks Later if you really want to be scared. And far scarier than 28 Days Later. I think yes. Personally. Yes. Yep. Far scarier. Yep. Marcus? Hmm. I don't know if I have one. I don't deliberately watch scary movies. Okay. So for me, Good call. I, I don't I don't like... I will watch it if it's something like, you know, when Annabelle came out and all that kind of stuff, that was like a a high point for me in like movies. But other than that, I don't, I don't really find the time to deliberately watch uh, like a scary movie during Halloween. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm also not that like type of person that watches like scary movies during Halloween. I love scary movies. Give them all to me. But I will say this. I would say if you are, if you are interested in what I believe to be such a classically scary movie that is a hundred percent worth a watch, go watch Poltergeist. Like the yes. original, oh, God, the original Poltergeist. And I say that because one, it's in the cultural zeitgeist. Like there are shows that make jokes about it. Um, I'm pretty sure there was a Family Guy that had some Poltergeist mm-hmm. element. An American Dad. That's what it was. It was American it's Dad. Old. 
had a whole um, um, poltergeist moment. Um, it's just a, it's just really well done and a genuinely terrifying movie um, and simple by itself. And I also okay. think Halloween movies typically fall into like murderous slashers or like really scary ghost movies. And I will take ghost so, movies. Ghost movies scare the fuck out of me more than slasher. <laughs> I would I would say slasher movies scare me more because that shit could be real because people are just really psychopaths like that. Oh yeah, well, that too. But what about like Ghostbusters? Is do you consider that like okay, like you know how they talk about um, That's a good one, God, what's the Bruce Willis movie? Uh, is that a, is it a Christmas Die movie? Hard. Die Hard is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Is like yes. a topic oh. or Harry Potter? Is Harry Potter a Christmas movie or whatever. Do you is Ghostbusters a scary movie? What like how do I, that might be a weird question, but it I is not, a little creepy. I mean, I, it's Ghostbusters gets you in the mood. It's not going to mm-hmm. scare you, but it's going to mm-hmm. get you in the mood for scary season. I think Poltergeist. The the thing that I like about Poltergeist is that it it rides the wave. It's PG, by the way. This is rated. It's PG. a PG movie. But it is one of the scariest films I have seen because of the way that it's shot and the way that they sequence events. Um, oh, it also, 100%. I don't know if this is a spoiler. No, let me back up. I'm going to phrase it a different way. The story is very unique. Yes. And if you've never seen Poltergeist, go to HBO Max, go watch it. Like, yeah. it's it's a good film. It is like, that's the thing. It's a good film. Like, if I was teaching a film course, this is one of the ones I would pull and I also like it because uh, the, this podcast, we like to highlight social social justice themes yeah. and poltergeist. It's all about moms getting shit done. It's about who's the real enemy. Is it the ghosts or is it mm-hmm. maybe something else? Mm-hmm. And maybe you go watch it and you go find out maybe it's capitalism. I don't know. We'll go find out. But anyway, poltergeist, it does a lot of things at once and it does all of them well. Yeah, I would I would absolutely agree with that. Marcus, to your question, mm-hmm. I have other like I don't think that Ghostbusters is a scary movie. I think it's a no. great Halloween movie because of the yeah. like spooky, the spooky elements aspect. to it. Okay, yeah, yeah. Maybe the big better. question I have is uh-huh. E.T. the extraterrestrial, is it a Halloween movie or not? Because um... the main third act is he's dressed up for Halloween, which is how they get into the woods. No, E.T. <sighs> You would need to make a very good argument, but I don't I think E.T. is a, a Halloween movie. It's, I mean, it's an about alien. an alien. It has some scary moments to it. Yeah, I feel like a lot of these movies fall in. Yeah, they kind of change based off of where they were when they were released. And then when we take them into account now. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know. Placement is where Harry Potter was. I'm pretty sure not. Okay, well, maybe Harry Potter was released in November. Came out like right around Thanksgiving, I feel like. Yeah. They typically always came out around the same time. You know, honestly, there's an argument to be made that you could start watching the Harry Potter movies now and watch one a week until Christmas and maybe it gets you there. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, start Tuesday. You'd make it. (laughs) Pretty much. Um, The other thing is, I have a fun story quickly. So Poltergeist is uh, will always go down in my heart as the life lesson um always go with your dad to the video store okay um, why because for my 13th birthday i had three to four friends over for a sleepover and my dad because we were doing other things went to blockbuster and did not bring us with came back with that and just sat upstairs listening to the four of us 
scream because we were terrified by poltergeist, <laughs> which again, I'll remind you, it was my birthday. And so decided that that was the time. So shout out to Joe Wagner again. He's a real Joe one. Wagner. And oh, Joe. <laughs> he's a real one. And yeah, that's the, if anyone ever asks you to go anywhere, just maybe go with them because <laughs> you'll be better off. I love that you're telling people to go to an unknown location with someone you know. Well, not an on unknown, Halloween. But I if love someone it. says, like, hey, what kind of cake do you want? Yeah. Do you want to come with me to pick it out? Go just with go. them. Just you're go. always better. Or otherwise, going. they're going to come back with the go to strawberry cake, which yep. nobody wants to yep. do that. Yeah, strawberry cake. Um, a vibe, gentlemen. Anything else so. that you all would like to plug this week? Yes, hello. I would like to plug the Love Nerds. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, this yeah. podcast, if you're watching us live, uh, please make sure to go check out thelovenerds.com. If you're live with us, you'll see the website there on our Patreon. If you're listening to us when the podcast drops, it's uh, the it's thelovenerds.com, T H E L O V E n-e-r-d-e-s dot com uh and if you're listening to us on the podcast that means that uh halloween has come and gone and you might need some good recipes for some mm. folks that are coming over to your house for thanksgiving go check out the love nerds go to the recipes tab we got you we're gonna make you something good it's not gonna necessarily be healthy but it's gonna taste good and that's what you need at thanksgiving so you can already get that taken care of have it all done. So go check out the lovenerds.com. That's what I'm plugging. Absolutely. And as a reminder, yeah. both the love nerds and then when Marcus has his plug, everything will be in the show notes. So click yes. on the episode, go to the show notes. A link will be there so you can go and visit and get some of those recipes yourself. Word, Marcus. Word. Uh, you always want to follow the launcher. Never offended. Always humble, you know what I'm saying? N O A H or Noah. Make sure you're following the mantra. No matter what it is you do, you can always support the mantra in several ways by listening to this podcast. You can also just go stream some music by myself or by Soul Tie. That's S O U L T Y E. And Marcus Destin, M A R C U S D E S T I N. Um, just follow the mantra, hit the link in my bio. You can always find a different way to support. Port. All right. So um follow mantra, never offend it, always humble. Absolutely. Then go buy you some merch. Yes. Yeah. Please do. I also have something. I have two things I want to plug. Mm -hmm. First is, and it's a follow-up, suck your whoppers. Let them melt in your mouth. I really want to make sure uh, that doesn't get forgotten. That's they're delicious. You gotta <laughs> give them a chance. I, I'm just not gonna it. do that. Just Bro, suck them. Said, that's a you decision. Suck suck, suck them till they melt. You'll mm. thank me later. Trust me. Suck them till they melt. Mm. Wow, oh. you did it twice. Way to double down I, on it. I really needed to because I felt yeah. like I got caught yeah. off guard with how hey. everything went. We to support this podcast. As we've said, um, there are multiple ways to do it. The best way and the most effective way, proven by marketing, <laughs> is to recommend us to a friend. Um, tell yeah. us about this pod and all the fun we have. Um, silliness in general. Um, but also, if you're feeling like you want to join the live stream, go to patreon.com slash films in black and Please. white to sign up for the Patty family. Um, we'd love to have you here. We got some good stuff going um, and we got some exciting movies to cover. There's still a lot of fall movies left. Um, yep. The scroller at the bottom. Suck your whoppers, yep. everybody. Um, yep. And 
yeah, share us with a friend, um, support the Patreon, that type of thing. We got Wakanda Forever coming. We got a bunch yes, of other stuff do. coming out that we're excited to talk well, about. So. And I'm happy we'll for here. folks that have made it this far in the podcast or the live stream. Next week, we got news. We're going to cover all the news Ooh, from the past two weeks. Yeah. We're going to cover it. We're going to dissect it. We're going to analyze it and tell you what's coming up next. Weekend after that. So if you're joining us for the live stream, on uh october on november 14th we're gonna be talking about black panther wakanda forever if you're listening to us on the podcast that's coming out on november 16th so if you're listening to this now the next episode is news and after that is black panther wakanda forever and then after that we'll probably be talking about either news or we're gonna do the marvel roundup spectacular and we'll have more information about that as it comes so we have some great episodes coming your way in november Absolutely, we do. So, gentlemen, it is that time again. We have three keys to success. Brian, please give us that first key to success. Hey, folks. First key to success is read a book. Uh, I'm currently reading Heretic by Gina Cadlick, who is an alumni of or alumna of Cornell College. Uh, so Doug and I went to school with her. Uh, go check out her book. It's a great book. I'm listening to it on Audible. So you don't have to look at books to read them. You can listen to them as well. And it's only eight hours. It's a pretty fast read. So go check it out. Read a book. Educate yourself about other people's experiences. Also, go back to last week's episode. We put a link yes. to the Amazon uh, book portion yep. for Jenna Cathy's yep. book in our show notes. So check those out. Yep. Marcus, what is mm-hmm. our second step, sir? Second step is to drink some water. Yes, it's getting cold, but you still need that hydration, hydrogenation in your system. You know what I'm saying? So drink some water. Don't try to drink some some crystal light to try to cover up the taste. Sometimes you just need pure water. So drink some water. Put some ice in it. Filter it out. Treat yourself to something nice. Just don't put any bullshit water in your body. Yeah, and also, uh, if you get a cold, the best way to beat a cold is to drink more water, take in some fluids. So <laughs> Do it. Make sure you drink some water. Uh, The last step is, look, y'all, it is uh, a time of ghosts and goblins. Don't bring (laughs) ghosts with you wherever you go. Wash your ass. Um, Get up in it. Grab some soap. Grab some washcloth. Get up in there. Clean those ghosts out. Clean out your attic and leave those ghosts in spooky season as we get into the holiday times. Because you don't want to go to a Thanksgiving meal bringing your ass sweat and stank with you you don't want to have any presents that you bring with you when you go to christmas um and 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 open those up in front of everybody they didn't ask for those um so just clean them out leave them at home and everybody will thank you just like take a good shower it's that simple it's important and your legs wash your legs legs. i don't know when that became a thing yeah wash your legs just wash wash your legs your whole lower body but that does it for this week's episode of Films in Black and White. We will be back next week with a news episode. But in the meantime, in the between time, stay safe, stay healthy. We love y'all. We appreciate y'all. We'll catch y'all next week. Suck your whoppers, everybody.